This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for two fifty and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's the place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better. It doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit. IndyPolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. You're listening to Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program today. We are going to speak with the one and only Abdul. We're going to get his thoughts on the inauguration of Donald Trump, get get his information on what he's hearing from Indiana politicians and the Indiana delegation. We'll also talk about the state of the state from Eric Holcomb and get some updates on where the legislature might be with uh, road funding And we will also talk with Abdul about the legacy of President Barack Obama. That's in just a moment. But first, you know, we have had such a great uh, 2017 on this show so far. All sorts of awesome guests. And we've had a lot of people reach out about becoming an underwriter to the program. You've probably heard several new underwriters on this show over the past couple of weeks. And I wanted to tell you, if you are interested in having your business associated with Central Indiana Today, how you can do that. There's two very simple ways, and you can you hear these businesses, they have their name associated with the program, because we're getting all the best guests. We're getting all the people that have great information about state and local government, our, our politicians. They want to be on this show because you are listening. And if you own a business that is interested in supporting community radio and being an underwriter for Central Indiana Today, there's two ways you can do that. It's a great way to have your business reach a big, big audience. Because not only is your underwriting announcement in the program you hear on air, it's also on the podcast. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. A lot of people listen to us there. So two ways that you can be a part of Central Indiana Today as an underwriter. One, you can uh, call me directly at 317-852-1610. That's 317-852-1610. Or... You can send me an email, rob at wyrz.org. That's rob at wyrz.org. 
on the program today, we visit with our good friend, IndiePolitics.org, the cheat sheet, television. <laughs> You're like a, what do, you, what do you call yourself? Well, what I call myself, I probably couldn't use on these airwaves. <laughs> the one and only. But let's just say they get paid, <laughs> as opposed to doing it for free. Yeah, the one and only Abdul. <laughs> and, uh, of course, you cover state government for Indiana. You report. Uh, you get the news first. You are the guy that I go to every morning. <laughs> By the way, your new email thing you're doing, very helpful for me on this show. Thank you. Uh, it's funny because we came up with the idea. It's like, okay, people need to know what's going on, but there's tons of stuff going on you know, across. You know, It's not just Indianapolis or Hendricks County, but there might be something up in Fort Wayne or something in Evansville or, you know, for that matter, something in Carmel. You know, that people in Hendricks County might find interesting. For example, one story we featured uh, was the big uh, whoop to do with Airbnb yeah. up in Carmel, how their city council has been telling people, hey, you can't be renting out your homes right. against the zoning code. And now there's a bill being off- offered in the General Assembly that would basically say, hey, yes, you can rent out your home. And yeah. I, the reason I like this is because it links right to the news stories. Yep. It's not. It's. I love the traditional Abdul stuff with the snarky commentary yeah. <laughs> in the middle. But this is nice. You can just read the story and and go from there. So and it's uh, much easier to sell. Too, yeah. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're gonna uh, visit with us real quick here on a couple topics. Let's start with inauguration. I'm of course emotionally invested in Trump getting in. <laughs> you, as you came in here and boldly posted today, that uh, you will make money off this, so you're very happy, right? <laughs> at the at the end of the day. How do I profit off of all this? Yeah, you know, that's what you go for. Money. But I'm curious what feedback you're getting from Indiana about Donald Trump. Some of these people getting really mad at me for pointing out, hey, a lot of you jokers were totally against Trump seven months ago. Well, I think what you, well, what you find is you, in, a, in a primary is always kind of a weird thing because in a primary, it's kind of like football. Everybody's got their their special team that they go for, and you want to see your team actually make the playoffs. Now, some people, if your team doesn't make the playoffs – you take it personally, et cetera. Other people's like, all right, my team didn't make the playoffs, but I'm an American League person or I'm a National League person, so I would root for my league right. to win. So I do think there is some of that. They were very mean to Trump, though. I mean, do you remember this sort of meanness well, in the primary? I, I think the whole thing, the whole campaign, whether it was you know Trump on the one side or the Bernie Sanders, Hillary people, there was a lot, in my opinion, vitriol. It's like, okay, I, I understand you know emotions are high, but okay, people, you're getting started to get a little ridiculous here and everybody needs to just take a step back right off the ledge because as you pointed out i uh see through some of the trump stuff i'm not emotionally invested because i think it'd be the world's greatest president i just like to tweak people yeah. that i don't like <laughs> yeah and so i feel like i got a win here in the, the win column and it's like a richer uh uh, version of myself is now president. That's how I jokingly feel sometimes about the governor's race. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, but you do you think Trump will be an okay president? I think he'll. I think he will be okay. Depending on a couple of things. Number one, it's kind of hard to figure out right now what exactly are Trump's positions because positions he advocated in the campaign are not necessarily some of the same positions. Does he his, know some of his nominees? Yeah. D- does he know? I, I don't think he knows for sure. <laughs> does he care? <laughs> Well, I think to a certain degree you have to, because one thing that, for example, markets and economies like is some kind of consistency. Right. And some kind of predictability. Right. As, as I was talking to a, a lobbyist friend of mine from Washington, D.C., he was like, well, at least with the Clintons, we knew exactly how they operated. We knew exactly what right. we were getting. Like, you know, it, Trump- it's, it's that old, there's no good, new, there's good news, bad news, there's no un, un, new news. There's no surprises. Right. Exactly. You, you know what you're getting. Like right. So with Trump, we're still trying to figure out, okay, what are your core values? What are your, what are your core beliefs? You know, wh- where are you coming from? Because like I said, on the one hand, Trump advocates positions, you know, in a news conference, but then your, your cabinet nominees 
are kind of saying something completely different. So I'm like, okay, well, which one, which one is it? Because usually you like right. to have everybody on the, at least maybe not singing in the same key, but singing from the same hymn book. Do and, you... and this is where I think uh, Mike Pence comes in and where Mike will do uh, very well. The next we were talking the other day about him, possibly one of the most influential vice presidents right. you know, of the modern era because he understands Washington, D.C., understands the bureaucracy, and he's also governed. He will probably be for uh, Donald Trump what Becky Skillman was for Mitch Daniels when he became governor because Mitch wanted to just come in gangbusters, and Becky was like, well, that's fine, but they're still a co-equal branch of government. Right. I was watching a a wrestling documentary this morning, and Trump was on there because he was so involved with a couple of the WrestleManias, and they were interviewing him about WrestleMania, and he was talking about how much he loved the show aspect to it. Do, is he just in this for the show aspect of politics? Or do you, from the people you've talked to who are now close to Pence, who obviously are close to Trump, does he really believe he can make a difference in America? Uh, Donald Trump appreciates, like I said, as a reality television star, he loves the pomp, he loves the circumstance, he loves the, the show part of it. What he is probably about to find after today, as we sit down and have this conversation <laughs> on Inauguration Day, that the show part is a very small part right. of what Oh, governing's awful. It's uh, terrible. Actually... I find I don't find governing awful. Awful. I think I think what you what you think about governing depends on what you bring to it. If if you're like me, who looks at governing as an opportunity to you know to serve the public, you know be good stewards of the taxpayers' money. You know, guess what? Challenges are good. Right. And just like any other institution, you're going to have people who are great at what they do, and you're going to have people who kind of suck it. Right. Is Pence regretting his decision, or is he pretty happy? I don't think so. Mike Pence is a. I'll go buy a lottery ticket today because he is the luckiest man on this planet because a year ago today basically everybody was getting ready to write his political right obituary sure and and he endorsed the other guy but but you also got to remember too even in mike's endorsement he didn't say trump was bad he just said hey i understand the anger that donald trump has happened into but i'm more of a ted cruz person if you think about it ted cruz is a lot more ideologically in line with somebody like a Mike Pence than a Donald Trump. Okay, so now for me the fun kind of ends because I've rattled all the cages I'm going to rattle and Trump is now the president. Do you think Trump will uh, be pragmatic in his approach? As you said, will he listen to Mike Pence or does this thing go south very, very fast over some key issues that the Republicans probably aren't completely aligned with him on? It is going to be interesting how they negotiate the first 100 or so days and change I, I really do you know what executive orders uh from the obama administration does he repeal what does what proposals does he want to put through congress for example one of the things he talked about uh was in his affordable care act speech you know health care for everybody in an interview with the washington post i was like what huh he's like everybody will have insurance and like whoa and we're going to negotiate you know lower drug prices but like whoa wait a second the republicans back in 2003 purposely put it in the health care reform law under George W. Bush, that the government could not negotiate lower drug prices. So, yeah, it, it, it is because you obviously have all the info. You're the info mm. guy. Are is our no? Indi- I just have no life, and I just sit all day digging <laughs> in the weeds on this stuff. Your wife. So, I got to meet your wife the other day. She's very supportive, <laughs> by the way. She's very nice. I'd met her in you know, virtually, but never in person. And uh, uh, is the Indiana delegation? And I talk about the Republican side of things, which is most of the congressional delegation, half of the Senate. Are they worried about Trump, or do they feel that this is a guy they can ultimately come to agreements on? I think, it's like any other, uh, like anything else, eventually the White House and the Congress don't always agree on everything. It's negotiations, it's back and forth. I mean, even at the legislature, the governor and the legislative leaders don't always agree on everything. So there'll always be some negotiations, some give and take. 
I do think right now there is a sense for Republicans, like, hey, for the first time since 2004, they have the whole ball of wax. You have the House and you have the Senate. You, you only get one shot to do this and do it right, and you really only have about a year because next year is an election year and it all starts all over again. We're going to take a quick pause and hear from our underwriters that make Central Indiana Today possible. When we come back, we will continue with Abdul about Governor Eric Holcomb. Just gave his first State of the State address. We'll get Abdul's thoughts on that and more. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 5389 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. Good, our guest is the one and only Abdul. Uh, let's talk about local stuff. I had a chance to interview Holcomb the other day. He's such a nice guy, isn't he? He's a, just a great guy. Yeah, I was at, actually at Eric's wedding a few years ago. You were at the governor's wedding? Yep. Yeah. Is there any wedding? I mean, anything famous, right? You get in, or anybody well, the, famous? Well, the funny thing was, the, the church where he and Janet had their wedding, there was another wedding taking place, because uh, they got married on the north side of town, and they were in one part of the church, and it was an African-American wedding in the other part of the church. So my wife and I walk in. We walk into the African American wedding. We kind of look around, and my wife says, "This doesn't look like Eric Holcomb's wedding to me." <laughs> and, and we're like, "Yeah, I think we might be in the wrong place." And then we walk around the corner, like, "Oh, okay, there's everybody." Now, take us through your thoughts on Holcomb's state of the state address. I thought he was pretty much down the middle. Thought even Democrats said he did a nice job. I think he got, you know, that's the first big test, I guess. Uh, he's out of the gate pretty well. Yeah, the first test of your first state of the state address is do no harm. Do not screw up. And try not to make a headline where you don't plan. Yeah, right. To, sure. The, the worst thing about a state of the state address with his tie was crooked yeah. the whole time. And How does t- somebody screw up a state? Of, <laughs> like, I always think about this, like the state of the union or state of the state. This thing's written out way in advance, right? I mean, it goes through the vetting process of like 30 people, right? Sometimes you have a line that you think is going to work and then it just falls they don't, they don't test this on people. There's not like somebody moving needles like they there's, do. There's, with... there's no real focus group. I mean, it just goes through, you know, several drafts. But it's like doing stand-up comedy. Some days you never know what the audience is going to laugh sure. at. Yeah, absolutely. And you throw something out there that you've been working on, and it goes nothing. Then you just make one off-color remark, and the next thing you know, whoa, wasn't wasn't expecting that. And he... I, I think what the governor did was he spelled out – he did what, you, what a governor should do is like, hey – 
let's spell out a framework for what we want to do on roads, on drug addiction, on infrastructure. And now let's work with the legislature to fill in those gaps. Because as soon as you put down a marker, then that is, yeah, then that's where the, the negotiations begin. But, but what the governor did was, and he did it very brilliantly, so he outlined three prongs with respect to the whole issue of road funding. Number one, he talked about he supports a balanced budget amendment to the Indiana. Do we need that? They already do that anyway, right? You, you have one, but you kind of don't have one. It just says basically the state can't take up any real debt. So how is that any different from, it's like the hunt and fish amendment thing last year. Like, don't these legislators now just go, well, we need something to keep the people on our side, so we'll come Well, actually, the- but actually what those, what those actually will do for you is they do help with your bond ratings. Because when the state is trying to finance projects, one of the things that the financial houses will look at is like, okay, do you have a balanced budget amendment to keep your debt in line? Ah, yes, you do. Okay, it makes it easier for us to loan you money. You know, gives you a better credit rating, which is less money spent by the taxpayer. Okay. So, so right. that was that was one problem. Does that move forward? Yeah. Okay. And, and it's got to go through a couple sessions, right, to get to the people. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah. I want to say this might actually be the this might actually be the second one, I think. So this may actually be on the ballot uh, in eighteen. So okay. he, he spelled that out. Number two, he basically said, "Hey, we do not have the resources in our budget to meet our road needs." Period. I've gone through the budget several times. You wrote a very involved piece <laughs> on this topic. I did. Actually, I did that just for you. <laughs> as as you can probably read, it's like, okay, this is my big brother talking. Like, okay, let me show you your allowance. Okay. Well, and you're very you're very detailed on this. My point is a couple things that we've that I've talked mm-hmm. about, and I think Justin Stevens. I think you visited with him yeah. or going to um, that. Uh, we said, look, you've got a whole bunch of sales tax on gas mm-hmm. that's not being used for roads, right? I mean, that's like $440 million. Well, see, But here's the thing. But what you have to understand is there's a difference between the gas tax and the sales tax sure. oh, yeah. on gasoline. And, and part of what, what this whole process has really shown to me is, because a lot of times, and particularly social media, I find myself explaining the same thing over and over. And when do you quit? Do you ever give up? Not really, unless somebody's just being completely hard Are you like John Cena, loyalty, hustle, <laughs> respect? You never give up? Never give up, never surrender. That's right. Or uh, rally at Ness and the Untouchables. <laughs> never stop fighting until the fighting's over. I just love talking to badge. <laughs> you know, favorite film. But, but no, there's a sales tax on gasoline. And the sales tax on gasoline is just like the sales tax on any right. commodity. Sure. You know, the equipment in here, your baseball hat. Right. You know, Which is, is a nice Trump you know, <laughs> hat, by the way. Making America grape again, you know, as opposed to orange. <laughs> Our friends from Sunkiss. Um, so the the question has always been, you know, where does the sales tax on that product go? Because right. Like I said, it's just a just a sales tax, like anything else. If you move the sales tax, all of it, four and a half cents, because right now two and a half cents goes to the roads. Let's say you move that four and a half cents, you haven't really solved your budgetary problems. Really, all you've done is just basically move one finite pot of money from here to over here. And here's something else to think about too is if you don't do your gas taxes and instead take money from your existing budget, think about the 25 to 30% of the, of the interstate traffic in Indiana that is not from Indiana. Because I just got some data recently about you know, who's using Indiana's interstate system. If you're talking about I-80 just across sure. northern Indiana, 25% of the traffic is not from Indiana. So your schools, say Brownsburg, Yep. No, the money that would have to be taken, which is $600 million for school, is basically to subsidize the out-of-state folks so they can use your roads and you, not pay any more. Meanwhile, your average Hoosiers, they're the ones footing the bill. Okay, you understand, though, the and t- that's Jeff Thompson's argument. We like Thompson. He's been on the show a lot, and he's made that argument, and it's a fair argument. You understand, though, the people that go, 
We have a health program in this state where people who can work and can have jobs, if they simply have the right tax return, can get health insurance for $12 a year. You understand the state created that, right? And the average person goes, nobody held a gun to their head and made them do that. Nobody held a gun to their head and made them fund pre-kindergarten. I mean, but, you understand where these people go. See, but, but, I will, but I will argue this. When, when your state spends or invests money, whatever term you want to use, for me, the question is, what is the return on your investment? Right. What do you get for what you spend? You could argue, you know what, the state really has to spend any money on schools. Okay. Anybody seen idiocracy? Well, we're not, we're not, we're not talking about not spending well, money no, on schools. No, we're talking about expand, yeah. uh, creating a, pre, a pre-kindergarten okay, daycare. But, okay, but let's say, but, see, but I would argue, if it is done right, your early childhood education actually mitigates a ton of issues. And there are actually the longitudinal studies are finally starting to come out now on what it looks like when people, you know, not let's sit, you know, little Robbie and Haley's, you know, sons or daughters always. They're going to be very smart. Yeah. You know, in the corner and just, you know, right. Have them watch Phineas and Fur all day long. <laughs> and, and also too, yeah. And also too, what you're looking at is you're not talking about subsidizing rich people's kids. You're basically, you're talking about, no, here's a single mom who's trying to get ahead, you know, who's got the kid. And those are the people we're real ought to be worried about because if you don't want to, you know, invest the $20 million now, you better be getting ready to build yourself a nice big prison because I can pretty much predict, and the data's there, show me what the kid's reading level is in third grade, and I can tell you which one's going to prison and which one isn't. That is a fact <laughs> of life. It, it is interesting. Now, you you understand, though, the average working parent that's trying to get to work that says 150 bucks a year, that what this is going to cost my kid? That's Kenley. Kenley came out and said this. Well, uh, the, well the 150 bucks a year is for your... For an alternative fuel vehicle is what. Well, we're no, no, no. I'm saying he's saying when you lump them all together by his estimate that mm-hmm. he came out and talked about, it's going to be like 150 bucks a year yeah. when you include the fee and the taxes. Yeah. And now the- let me ask you that: Would you rather pay 150 bucks a year in gas tax or 400 bucks for that alignment for that pothole I well, just hit? Now this for that pothole. Is- no, for that pothole I just hit coming down here. This argument though has, and by the way, if you're on 267, that's a Brownsburg deal. That's not- <laughs> <laughs> See, <laughs> that's, that's not the state of Indiana. Okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, let's let's close with this. Obviously, yeah. uh, well, I want to close with some else, but it, as it relates to Holcomb, what's the other big issue he's going to tackle other than the roads issue? Uh, the other big issue is going to be workforce development. Because, what is that? Uh, we spend a lot of money in Indiana, about a billion dollars a year total, give or take, on worker retraining, trying to get people you know fit into proper jobs and with you know unemployment, etc. But the question is, like, okay. We spend all this money on workforce development, then why do we still keep having these 70,000 jobs unfilled? And why are we having you know, employers struggling to find people, you know, to get people to work? So he's, what, what the governor's looking at is really taking that process and really streamlining it and really bringing it down like, okay, what is getting results? What aren't getting results? Where can we tweak? Where can we improve? Because that impacts everybody. Yeah. And now this is a thing. The the other caveat to that is he's talked a lot about investing and bringing companies here. Are you okay with that? Spending money to bring companies? Spending money to make money? Yeah. Yeah. Because you get a lot of push on on the conservative side saying that's a corporate handout. Or you even see that from the some of the liberal side too. But you're you're okay with that? Yeah. Like I said, once again, it is return on investment. And I think sometimes people need to understand there's a difference. I would argue fiscally conservative there's fiscal conservative, there's frugal, and there's cheap. <laughs> I would be the last one. <laughs> yeah. I see. I would be considered myself fiscally conservative. It means what, is, what does that mean? Does that mean you not spend money? No. That means we spend, we make the most efficient use of our dollars. Because guess what? We spend a lot of money on, you know, treating the developmentally disabled. Because guess what? It just costs a lot of money. That's not something you want to do on the cheap for your fellow citizens. Now, and also remember, too, you know, when we talk about, you know, quote, unquote, you know, 
corporate welfare and corporate taxes, my Democratic friends say, well, had you guys not cut all these taxes, you wouldn't be here right now. Well, actually, not cut all those taxes, you'd be in a lot worse shape because guess what your neighbors have been doing around you is guess what? Making themselves a lot more competitive environment right. because, you know, Indiana's, you know, competing with other places. And when if I want somebody to set up shop, I'm not just competing with, you know, Ohio anymore. I'm competing with Argentina. Right. Absolutely. Uh, and thankfully, we're going to get a lot more competitive with Argentina here very, very quickly. Now that America will be great again. Actually, good luck with your tariffs. <laughs> Which, by the way, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't an American president basically telling an American company, you must shut up shop here in America or else? Hey, I- I've seen this before. It was so- called Italy, 1935. Look, Abdul- the, only, the only thing missing is a little fez hat. <laughs> Abdul, I, I think very highly of you, and I don't want you to have to go back. So we may have to edit this out of the, uh, out of the tape. Let's take a quick pause to hear from our underwriters. When we come back, we will ask Abdul about the legacy of President Barack Obama. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Uh, I want want to close with this because obviously one of the great things about you and why people from all swaths uh, listen to you and read you is you will take on uh, anything. You will will say anything. Uh, You you, uh, often laugh at political incorrectness or or political correctness. and my favorite thing with you one time when you talk about dealing with minorities and you're very passionate about gun violence among African-Americans, you put a thing on Facebook one time where you said two Hispanic gentlemen came to your door, rang the yeah. the doorbell, wanted to shovel your... So, yeah, we negotiated do, do, do you want to tell this story? so that Because I'm about to say something that will back up what I'm about to say. Would you like to tell oh, this well, story? Oh, yeah, it was just a writing joke. Uh, you guys might remember, uh, I think it was like maybe a couple of years ago, I had the really bad snowmageddon. Yeah. And so everybody's all snowed in. And so growing up in Chicago, you just shovel your snow. Sure, yeah. What you do. There are people kind of going through the neighborhood. You know, a couple of Latino gentlemen say, hey, we'll shovel your walkway for 10 bucks. Like, hey, how about I give you five and not call immigration? (laughs) And you can get away with that. If I did that, I'd... I'd Oh, yeah, you'd be racist. I'd be be fired. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But you could do that and get away with it. My point is I want to close with your thoughts on the Obama presidency as the first African-American president. Do you feel he uh, was a good president? Do you feel he did... uh, uh, much of anything for race relations? Did he help African-Americans? What, what are your thoughts I as thought an African-American? I will argue at the end of the day, I thought he did okay. I thought he could have done a lot better, ironically, had he just acted a little bit more Chicago and not be so polite. Now, what do you mean by that? Well, let's put it this way. The Chicago way of politics is, I beat the hell out of you while your girlfriend holds my jacket. <laughs> <laughs> And you say this is someone who was involved in Chicago politics. Right, exactly. Because yeah. he that's how he won. He beat the Chicago yeah. machine yeah. Yeah, because absolutely. he had really good people. And I wish he would have taken that to Washington, D.C. to be a little bit more tough, a little bit more like, okay, Mitch McConnell, 
you know, sh- you know, slit your throat. Well, it's a scene in the one of my favorite movies is The Untouchables. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And there's a there's a dinner scene where Robert uh, De Niro is. Got the guys around. He's got the baseball bat in his hand. Yeah. He just you know plummets <laughs> the one at the table and just leaves him there. He was a great Al Capone. Yeah, I was like, that's what's the president. That's what you need to do. Now, the the Affordable Care Act, I get it, understand it, because we were in the middle of a health care crisis. That's not the way I would have done it. I'd have gone the more the healthy America, Indiana plan route. Letting the states. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, that letting states do it and also really just going for those people that didn't have a job but also did make too much for Medicaid. Like, let's just target that. Yeah, you no know, particular area of people. I, I thought there were I thought there were some missed opportunities, but I will say this, because um, a lot of people asked me way back in two thousand eight, you know, Abdul, why does a black president matter? Why does his race matter? It's like, well, don't take this the wrong way. For you, it's never had to matter because the president has always looked like you. It's like Catholics and John F. Kennedy in nineteen sixty. You know, this is a big deal right. for a subset of the. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's why I'm curious to get your position because you are a Republican. I mean, you're a very libertarian Republican. But but uh, is that a correct description? Would that be fairly accurate? I mean, you split your ballot. I split, yeah. yeah. I vote for who I like. Exactly. But uh, so, I mean, do you think the country's in better shape than he – are African-Americans doing better than when Obama took office? I think what you'll find is African-Americans are a lot like, a lot like every other population. There's a ton of people who've done you know, well, pretty yeah. well, extremely well. But there's been a ton of people who've also been left behind, which have tapped into that Donald Trump, you know, anxiety, which is why he's being sworn in as president today. But I will also say this. From 2008 to 2016, we have seen massive explosions in technology and how we do things. You know, um, you can't see this because it's, you know, radio. Right now I'm holding my smartphone in my hand. This did not exist eight years ago. Right. I mean, I have an app on here for my bank. So when I need to move money around, I can just do it from my phone, bam. That's one less bank teller, you know, that my bank back home in Illinois needs. We've seen so much technological change that a lot of people, you know, have been left behind. And so I think the challenge for Mr. Trump is going to be how do we bring that segment of the population along for the ride? Because here's a newsflash. I'll just talk about bringing back manufacturing. We have fewer manufacturing jobs. We are a lot more productive than we've ever been. You know why? Because it's the machines. Right. And the issue, and you talk about this all the time, and you just addressed it with Governor Holcomb, is the education gap, skills right. gap. Right. Is how do we how do we close that skills gap? And what do you do for that fifty five year old guy, you know, who was working in a factory all his life, who was working at Rexnord, was working at Carrier, not too far from where we are, who's now going to be out of yeah. a job? That yeah. is going to be the the big challenge. But I will tell you this: slapping a thirty five percent tariff on something is not going to bring his job back. Because you know why? Starting point. Because you know why? Because he won't be able to afford it. Starting point, (laughs) and I think we've seen the market respond pretty favorably to Trump being elected. They must like something he's saying, right? Well, what the market's like is certainty. Well, I think they must Because guess what? After 2008 and after 12, they did the exact... Because now they know exactly who's going to be president. And by the way, if if I was Trump, I'd probably lay off the Twitter going after American companies because really what's happening is they take a dip for a day, then their stuff goes right back up so they just learned to yeah right uh, the adapt way. and respond abdul tell everybody where the, they can hear you uh See you. you can find us uh indiepolitics.org uh, is usually where you can find us also indie star rtv6 wibc radio and the go- usual google search and i think my picture may still be down at the post office you know what <laughs> by the way it's funny if you've ever i've done this for fun sometimes because you've been around so long you've been here like what 10 I actually long? came here in 04. Oh, wow. So uh, 13 years now. Go find some old photos of Abdul. They're, no, they're pretty. Stop. They're pretty. Uh, pretty I missed my hair. 
Hey, don't forget, if you missed any part of today's uh, show, you can check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, just search Central Indiana today. Download the show right to your smartphone or tablet, totally free of charge. Go back and listen anytime you want. Podcast presented by McDonald's. And don't forget, if you would like to become an underwriter for Central Indiana Today, there's two very easy ways you can do that. You can have your business associated. You hear all these other businesses. They want to be associated with the great interviews we do, all sorts of very important people from the state and local political scenes. And uh, it's a great program. I mean, so many people listen to this show. But if you want to have your business associated uh, with this show, two easy ways you can do it. One, you can call me directly at 317 317- 852-1610 that's 317-852-1610 or you can send an email rob at wyrz.org that's rob at wyrz.org until next time i'm rob kendall saying have yourself a great evening you've been listening to the kevin kersey agency presents central indiana today on 98.9 wyrz Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides childcare for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 5389 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. 
Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.